Don't be afraid. I'm buzzing in the damn head. Man, you sure that thing's tied good? You can hear me. Yes. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain of being dead. It hurts to be dead. I can feel myself rot. Eating brains. How does that make you feel? It makes the pain go away. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew, exclusively at HorrorBiz.com and Horrorphilia Podcast Network. Okay, everybody, we are back after a little break. It's Alex, I am here with Michael J. and Dan Chase. How was your day, your week off, guys? <laughs> Probably a lot better than yours. Alex. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was out last week. Sorry, it's my fault. I were uh, vomiting. Yes, thank you, Mike. I was actually just going to say I was, my stomach was upset. Just say you were vomiting. Be honest with people. I was vomiting. Yes. Vomiting. Yeah, it wasn't due to alcohol for once. Yeah, for once. It was actually a legit reason. Uh, I ate at Burger King. Ooh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you serious? Yes, I had a grilled... Or a crispy chicken and honey mustard wrap. Yeah, that's the good shit. Apparently not. And four hours later, my stomach felt like I had a bomb in it, so. <laughs> then I missed two days of work and all that good stuff, the show. And uh, the problem with that was we promised everybody that that was the show that we were going to give our Halloween 4 and 5 Blu-ray giveaway questions in. Well, the first two, anyway. Yeah, now that we're a week behind, when did these come out, Mike? Actually, now this is this is funny, because now I'm seeing that the release date is August 21st. I saw it on Amazon and HighDefDigest.com, so I'm wondering if they moved it up a week. Uh, I don't know. So I'm still planning for the 28th, because that's what um, my uh, Anchor Bay contact told me. So I'm planning on the 28th for the release. Do you have an Anchor Bay contact? I, I do, sir. That's how we got these copies. You're a pimp. <laughs> so, hey, don't tell everybody how we got the copies. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> okay, so, so two questions would actually suffice, all right? We can yeah. still give them two of the questions. Now, here's how it works. We explained this last time. We'll just do it again. We are going to have a raffle. And basically, the way you get your name into the raffle to win the 4 and 5 Blu-ray set, Halloween, is you answer these questions we're going to give you. They're all related to our show. The more you answer right, the more your name goes into the bucket or whatever. Right. So if we give you eight questions and you answer four right, your name goes in four times. If you just want to answer one and just get in there just to do it, then just answer one of them, and it's easy. Uh, Alex, was this the same bucket that you puked in? 
<laughs> no, it's bu- the bucket off of Buckethead's head. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, Buckethead yeah. gave me his bucket. <laughs> so, there we go. So, let's see. Okay, we'll start off with this one. Ready? Okay. Question number one. Which Scream movie did Alex and Dan think jumped the shark in episode 18? All you got to do is email us your answer. Email it at alex at theskeletoncrewshow.com. That's the email address you submit your answer to. Uh, And question two is, what question did Alex ask Felissa Rose that no one ever asked her before, according to Felissa? In episode 20. Damn. Yes. So you have to listen to both those episodes if you want to get it right. We're not just giving these away, are we? Uh, hey, listen. They should have heard these anyway. Yeah, I, w- yeah, I would think so. You're right. I don't want to give it away to people that don't listen to the show. Right. That wouldn't be fair. So that's not fair. So that's how you do it. You, you submit those uh, questions, answers, I mean, into an email. Email it to us and we will put your name in just give us your name and uh what was the other thing i wanted them to put in um your penis size ah <laughs> well what if it's what if what if it's a female what do we do then they don't have a penis her cup size oh okay that'll work we'll do that so just put your name your penis and cup size whatever it or pictures. and if you have both then you're out of the contest <laughs> You're like Jenny. Yeah, we will interview you for the uh, next sleepaway camp series. Yeah, we're gonna interview you if you have that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so we got a lot going on in this show. We have a review of you know we we have to play catch up here, guys. We got a lot of news to get to, a lot of movies to review. We're gonna review 14 movies in this episode. Gee, how yeah, that came back at us, didn't you it? Run it. See, I should have <laughs> never said nothing. <laughs> Okay, Chernobyl Diaries, The Perfect House, Rogue River, Piranha 3 Double D, We Need to Talk About Kevin, and we're going to touch on Spider-Man and The Dark Knight. So, uh... Wait, wait, you actually watched We Need to Talk About Kevin? I didn't think you were going to do that yet. That's surprising to me. I watched it, but I didn't know that you watched it. No, I didn't. You did, and you're giving the review. Oh, well, that's no fair. Let's put that off to another show, because I'll watch it again. I don't know. A lot of people are talking about it, man. Just give us a little brief synopsis of it, Mike. All right. And yeah, just, I, have, I have a whether general. It, yeah, whether yeah. it's good or not, you know. Yeah. Is it so, Kevin McAllister? No, 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 no. This is this is what Kevin McAllister would have been had he been um, probably uh, molested as a child. I'm living <laughs> alone. I'm living alone. Actually, he was molested by uh, Michael Jackson, wasn't he? Yeah, but that's that's in oh, real oh. life. That's not the movies. So. <laughs> Oh, okay. It okay. translates to film. Yes. All right, well, let's get to Chernobyl Diaries. Uh, am I doing this solo, guys? I didn't see that piece of shit. <laughs> I saw it. You did? Really? Yeah. yeah. Chernobyl Diaries, I saw this about two months ago. Uh, it still reminded me of The Hills Have Eyes, something like that, but, you know, in Chernobyl. Um, Hills Have Eyes was better? <laughs> yes. Good. Here's the Glad thing, you though. said that. It felt generic in a we're not going to be generic no matter how many times you've seen this before kind of way, you know. Uh, You know, there's some good scares. Uh, Overall, I would say I enjoyed watching it. I mean, you know, it was pretty realistic. It was one of those movies that did a pretty good job of making you feel like 
if you were in that situation with the character, like it really made you, you know, it brought you in. Uh, it yep. did good with that, you know, except for the whole hanging out with Jesse McCartney thing. I can never see myself doing that. But that's who that was. Oh, that no, little he was fucking... not in that movie. He was oh. in the movie. Oh. Dude, no, it was him and the uh, chick from Twilight, right? The real, the like, the really hot chick from Twilight. That uh, Kristen Stewart. No, 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 no. Ashley Green, right? Ah, that was her, right? I hope. I have no idea. Anyway, she's smoking hot. Dude. Yeah, I mean, look, I have a fear of like odd, freaky people who live in darkness. You know, like they never see daylight. Like, and they live in subways or whatever, and movies and stuff. Like, uh, you know, like the people who uh, hang out in that well in House of a Thousand Corpses or the people on the way to see Dr. Evil or uh, Dr. Satan. Dr. Remember Satan. the people that kind of came out of the walls and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, those right. those people freak me out. And, and that's what was in these movies, uh, this movie. And it's like, the reason they freak me out is because, like, the people in the well of House of a Thousand Corpses, like, I always wonder, like, what do those people do when they're not attacking people in there? <laughs> they probably Jones, just wait for people to... Yeah, probably wait for people to come around and attack them. That's it? Yeah. They just, like, kind of hang out there? Yeah, they just wait. They they, they wait with extraordinary patience and, uh, you know. But, like, how do they make the decision to go there and say, well, we're going to start doing this for the rest of our life? Well, because they're freaks. They can't stay out in the sunlight above ground. Huh. Can you get cable down there? <laughs> uh, you know what? Fiber optic, you can. Like Fios now and the way that the the cable is now with the fiber optics, yeah, I think you can run those through sewers and all that other crap. Can you get satellite radio down there? Uh, no. No, 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 no. It's too dark and dank. No signal. No, how it's done, that sucks. Alex, didn't you see him yesterday? Yeah, I actually saw my uh, radio idol for the first time in my life. Uh, yeah. I had to sit through a screening of America's Got Talent, <laughs> and so I could the stare. worst show ever. Uh, just to say, I did it. Yeah, it was fine. Okay, it was nice. Now, does out. America have talent? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so so Dan, what what do you, what do you think about this movie? Uh, Chernobyl Diaries. It was okay, dude. Like, I don't know. It it's trying to do something different. I'll give it credit for that, and that was kind of cool. Um, I thought the actors were good. They were definitely, I thought, above par for the, for these type of movies. But I don't know. It just maybe it's just movies like that in general that just don't do it for me. You know, it. There were a couple surprising moments, but other than that, it was nothing really even that memorable. I think I fell asleep before the end because I don't even remember the ending. Now maybe that kind of hinders my review a little bit, but you know, you you might have <laughs> liked it more. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't memorable at all. The ending was crap. Uh, spoiler alert, press mute for 30 seconds or so. Um, the government, or whatever it was, takes uh, their survivors and throws them in a room full of these freaks who they've seemed to capture, and they all live in darkness. And, I mean, that's just, like, so cliche and stupid, man. Like, well, right, yeah. You know, even even the way they put her in the room, would you really open the door to a room that has 75 lunatics and maniacs in there like that who live in darkness just to throw her in there like when you drop her in from the ceiling or something it was just really stupid it was just like it was just like a typical end of a movie ending right and it's just not it's just stupid well it do movies like this though that's kind of all it's riding on like you know you go through all these things waiting for like the surprise ending and it, it you know 
if if it's not a good ending, dude, and if it's just kind of like, oh yeah, it was obviously the government. Like we, yeah. I fucking knew that going in. So yeah, it wasn't anything spectacular. Like you said, pretty cliche. Um, little different, you know, the movies that we've seen. It, it like you said, it seemed raw, very on the ground level type of shit. Now I'm not saying all handy cam or anything, but it was very shot, very raw, I guess. So that's true. I'll I'll, I'll give it I'll give it credit, but for you know, you put this up against you know the 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 above average horror movie. It doesn't compare at all. No, it had good scares. I, like I said, I I enjoyed it. I won't ever watch it again, but right. I I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, and I give it a six point five out of ten. I'm glad you just reminded me that it was Jesse McCartney because it was pissing me off. I was like, who is this motherfucker? So that was worth it just to hear you say his name. So. <laughs> Yeah. None so. of his songs were on the soundtrack. That's a shame. Yeah, sure it was. <laughs> I actually like his songs. Some of them are very poppy, and I enjoy that type of thing. What's your favorite one? Um, that beautiful soul. You know, the one that's like, I don't want another pretty <laughs> oh. face. I don't want oh, just anyone to hold. I imagine love Okay. Like, <laughs> we, we want to keep the audience here. Okay. What was that? Oh. That was a- that was your nose? Oh my god! Okay, so Dan, what do you say? Dan, what, what do you um, what do you think? Oof. I'd say I'd give it a five. Five. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, take it or leave it like that, people. Uh, I, I recommend you uh, check it out if you want to watch a you know an okay horror movie that tried. Yeah, I'll give it credit for for what it is. But other than that, no. Just I, you know. Like you, like you said, if you do it absolutely nothing, yeah, I'd check it out. But, it, you know, if yeah. you have a life, it's not worth the hour and a half. Yeah, if you have a life, that's true. You shouldn't watch. All right, so then we got The Perfect House. Who has seen that out of you two? I'm going to be ordering it. I have not ordered my copy as of yet because the copy that I want doesn't ship until August 1st. So, Dan? Uh, I have not seen it, and I will not be ordering it. Okay, here's my review then. <laughs> you see, this is possibly one of the best indie horror films ever made, I think. There's something to be said for indie horror sometimes, because I don't think studios would um, push the limits as far as uh, sometimes indie movies do. And definitely this one. This one basically is like, um, it's like a creep show. It's one of those, what do they call those movies? Uh, Anthology. Anthology. Yeah, three stories. Uh, it, it's pretty much like a torture movie, but it's not as just for the purpose of torture, like Hostel and movies like that. Like, this torture is, like, uh, more character-driven. So it's, like, it's it's a great tool, and it adds realism to the film instead of just being there to gross you out. Um, <clears throat> basically, there's a couple looking to buy a house. The realtor knows about all the bad stuff that happened there while playing dumb and trying to seduce the guy who's trying to buy the house with his wife. Um, basically, uh, three stories. The first one is that a, uh, family gets trapped in the basement during a storm. A little horror thing goes on there. The second one is with Jonathan Tierston. That's the guy we interviewed uh, a couple shows ago from mm-hmm. Sleepaway Camp. He plays a psychopath who, um, locks people in a cage in his basement and he keeps putting them next to a girl who has been locked up there for like five years basically makes her watch as he kills people and 
you know, pretty creative ways every week. He even lets them choose their deaths, how, how they're going to be killed. So that's kind of cool. That's a cool exchange. Seeing them like, you want me to pick my death? And he has them even watch how he killed other people, and you get to pick that way. That's, so it's a pretty sick, man. It's like really, yeah. it's really demented. And that's like really cool. And it's just, it seems cliche, but I think horror is cliche at this point. I mean, I don't think you could get out of that, but for that, despite that feeling, it's really good. Um, I think this movie is is going to make enough noise to actually get him into like the uh, the horror circuit. Like he's going to be hired for movies, kind of like the same capacity as Felissa Rose or even Daniel Harris. Uh, or I don't think yeah. it'll, it'll work that much for him. She's like huge right now in, in the horror world, Daniel Harris. But yes. um, you know, I don't I don't know if that'll happen for him. But um, so the third story is uh, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. So they're in the same movie, but they never meet. Uh, she, you know, she's the mother of a husband who didn't return uh, the neighbor's weed whacker. Basically, the neighbor who lives in that house decides, well, you threw out my weed whacker because you felt my property wasn't that important. Now I'm going to throw out your family because they're not important to me. And basically, uh, it gets really sick here. Like, I don't even want to give anything away, like what he does to that family. But it's like, it's pretty crazy. So, like, the first story is, like, C+. Uh, Jonathan Tiersons is A-, and the last one's, like, a B- plus to an A. Really? Yeah. Three good stories. Dude, maybe I will order it. You just pretty much sold me, dude. It's literally five bucks. It's five. Buy. Yeah. I, I rented it on their Facebook for $3. I guess it's up to five now that it's... I guess maybe they're getting enough well, no, people... No, that's for the DVD to buy it. Really? I don't... Yeah, five no. bucks. That can't yeah. be right. Yes, it is. Go to the website. Five bucks. Five bucks. And then there's a two disc one that ships August first. That's fifteen bucks. That I. That's the one that I want to get. Would you recommend it, the louds? Oh, absolutely. Good? Five dollars, dude. You're lucky to get that for five dollars. No, I just mean as like a movie overall. Like, would you? Yeah. Would you recommend it regardless of the price. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. gonna buy it. Yeah. I want to support okay. it because I want to. And plus, they're making a. Uh, a sequel to it, or a prequel, as Jonathan spoke of on our interview. And uh, I think it has a lot of momentum, guys. I think this is one you should jump on. All right. You I'll know? definitely check it out. It sounds good, man. No, it's good. It's good. It's a good movie. It's, it's... See, that's a perfect example of like preconceived notions of movies. And like you just told me something that I totally had something different you know, in yeah. my head. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds good. So yeah, no, it's good. It's not gonna. It's not the most extravagant. It's not gonna change right. horror, but it's it's a very cool movie for people who like cool horror movies. That's it. That's all I can say. You know, uh, I so, like those anthology ones too. Those are cool. Yeah, right. You know, like, Trick or Treat is one of my favorite ones because they all intertwine. Do those intertwine at all? Like, no, uh, no, they just all took place in that house. So I guess. It, oh, okay. So all right, yeah, that's close enough. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of. Uh, notions uh, and mis misconceived or whatever you said uh rogue river yeah mm-hmm. did you both see this <laughs> yeah i yes oh yes dan did you see this i did not get the chance yet, you no. need to watch it dan you need to <laughs> <laughs> why michael j why it is amazing dan bill mosley and i was i was posting on twitter while i was watching the film Bill Mosley is amazing. I was tweeting. Well, I tweeted once. I just said, watching Rogue River, Bill Mosley is the man. And Bill Mosley is the man in that movie. 
I'll agree with that. But the movie Mosley is the man. Period. The movie. Okay, here's here's what it's about. Basically, a girl goes to spread her father's ashes or something like that in a river, Rogue River, I guess. And uh, you know, she meets Bill Mosley and stays in his house because her car disappeared or something like that. And then she's in the house, and him and the woman living with him are just do really bizarre things. And uh, I guess they have people locked in their basement in a piano box or something. I don't even know. But basically, the overall consensus with me is that the movie held me through by a thread, always waiting for a payoff, always waiting for what would make it all worth it. But it just felt incomplete. Like, that never really happened. Really? Yeah. Well, what did... I, I don't understand what you thought was incomplete about the movie. It it held you. It just... It's like, alright, okay, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. And then you're waiting for that great ending. And it was the most anticlimactic ending I've ever seen in my life. Really? It was very realistic. You know, the final exchange of the protagonist and blah blah i'm not gonna say what happened but it's very realistic it would probably be what happened in real life um if that's what you like then go get the movie but i um for entertainment value no failed i i disagree but i mean i i guess i could see where you're coming from but again you know it is there is a realism to it and i think that's what made it more enjoyable is because it wasn't something that was far-fetched it was something that actually made logical sense so to speak yeah but it's a movie you're supposed to like entertain me (laughs) right but no you can entertain and be real at the same time oh absolutely absolutely and that's what it was so yeah i give this movie a seven i think i I give it an 8.5 okay so, I'll definitely check it out because I'm curious to see what it is now because you guys think differently of it. So. Yeah, well, the trailer makes it look incredible. Like, like when when I told Bill Mosley, your movie looks great, we're very excited, I was not lying. How was his performance in it? It was fine. It wasn't, like, uh, great. It was fine. It was really good. Huh. Yeah. Huh. You know, it's not like he's a bad actor. It's nothing like uh, Sleepaway Camp actors or anything. <laughs> no, he, he definitely <laughs> brought it that movie he really did he really did he did good okay now i get to shut up we i i have seen this movie but you know what do you guys want to dive no pun intended into piranha 3 double d or no (laughs) uh i say we go over it very quickly and we'll get into it maybe in depth another time yeah because i watched it but i was so bombed i don't remember too much all I remember about Piranha 3DD is that I was incredibly let down. Like, um, the first movie remake, or whatever you want to call that one, with, um, mm. you know, the one that just came out, um, it felt like uh, a real event. It felt like this is really, like a big thing is happening. It felt like, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was like something real. It was something big and extravagant, it felt like, you know, really well done. And a fun movie, really fun movie. And then this one I kind of expected to follow in the same fashion, and it was the complete opposite. It was so small time, and it, and, and it was a very poor use of characters. Like David Hasselhoff, you could have done a lot of really good jokes, man, and they did, like, no 
good jokes. It was the most flat cameo in movie history. That was the worst use. Yeah. To, to compare these two movies, dude, look at the two opening scene actors that they got in the first one compared to the second one, and that says it all from movie to movie. Hey, you got you got Richard Dreyfus to in the Gary first Busey, <laughs> and then oh Gary Busey. Yeah, well, what's the what's the problem with Gary Busey and John Glauger, the dude from Nightmare on Elm Street Two, who was Jesse's father? What's the problem with those guys, dude? They are no, that's legends. Clue Clue Gallagher. Clue Gallagher, that's right. John Glauger, that's his the director. That's his uh, father. I thought that was uh, Nick Nolte. That was Gary Busey. That was Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they the same person, sort of? Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> might think so. A little yeah. bit more crazy. What's but, the yeah. difference between those two guys? <laughs> One charges fucking twenty more dollars for an autograph. <laughs> well, no, he charges thirty for a signature and twenty for a picture. What? <laughs> I did. I pay, I said before I paid. What? I went. I met him at a Monster Mania, Gary Busey, <laughs> and I paid thirty dollars for his signature. And then I'm like, "Can I get a picture?" And they're like. Yeah, twenty more dollars. Are you serious? No. Yeah, so Mike. I I shelled out fifty bucks for a picture and Mike, an autograph. Are you on drugs? I, it was too late by the time, and he actually had like a wrangler, like holding people in line and stuff. Wow! Listen, my, one of my favorite <laughs> movies in the world is Point Break, and I would yeah. never give this guy money for a picture. <laughs> well, you know what the best was? It's like people were like all like scattered and like around his table and stuff. And the guy, the handler comes out. He's like, all right, everybody that wants an autograph, get in line here. If you're not going to have an autograph, get away from the table. Please step away from the table. <laughs> you know how many times I went up to these famous people at a convention? I just started talking to them because... I don't. I'm not really that into autographs anymore. I just want to talk and learn something, you know, like pick their brain a little bit. And the guy they're with is like, "Are you gonna buy something?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "I'm in the middle of a conversation. Can you please like go back to what you're doing?" He's like, "Well, he's gonna be busy. He's gonna be talking to people that are gonna be buying autographs or taking pictures." And I just look at the person I'm talking. To, I'm like, "Wow, you got like major assholes working with you, dude." All right, I'll let you go though. Was there like a line behind you? Yeah. <laughs> but this is my time. I paid to get in there. God damn it! That's true. All right, Piranha Three Double D. Do you guys? Uh, let's not get too into it. But go ahead, give your general thing because I really do want to get into this one day. But go ahead, give your overall. I, I think you guys liked it, right? Well, I mean, come on. It's it's and this is you know besides me being a Dimension fanboy, I I just I thought that the movie was look it's campy. That's what it's supposed to be, and that's what I thought the movie was. I didn't go in with high expectations. I just went in to be entertained, and I enjoy those little fishes like you would not believe. <laughs> I, I actually downloaded, they have a Piranha 3DD game for my Android, so I downloaded it. And you get to play as Piranha, swimming in the ocean and eating Ugh. swimmers and stuff. <laughs> Mike, do you enjoy those little fishes? I love the fishes, I do. You have no idea. Hey, Mike, did you ever hunt deers? No, no. I, I can't hunt because I'll probably blow myself up. No, So no deers? No deers. <laughs> I love the fishes, I'll tell you. And, like, <laughs> Mike, I'd love to hear about what you do in your personal life, but can we get to the movie? But the movie the movie itself was, was great. I, I mean, I loved it. I, I thought that it was immensely entertaining. Not a dull moment for me. 
Really? What is your rating on this? Uh, I give it a 10 out of 10. Oh what? my Dude, god, really? you're you're dumber every day. <laughs> you like Wow. Mike, <laughs> I give it a 10 out of 10 for pure entertainment value. For pure entertainment value. You do realize that your everything you input on our show affects the overall uh, credibility of our show. I'm sure people probably think that I'm an idiot, but I'm saying for entertainment value, I give it a 10. Definitely. Okay, for... what about real va- what about real movie? Do I really have to do this one? Do it. Fine. For a real movie, I'd give it about a five. Perfect. Dan? Okay. Thank God. I just want somebody to think that we're an okay show. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no. I I thought it was really straight to DVD-ish. I want to note that I'm in love with that chick from Friday the 13th there from the remake. What's her name? Danielle Connebaker. Oh, dude. Yeah. She is amazing. I was like drooling at one point watching yes. that movie. I just it was something about that girl. I just fall in love with her. Um, and wait, Dan, 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 and yeah. and the good thing is she what is doesn't it, have she doesn't have big boobs, Dan, does she? Oh, it's too bad. I just yeah, you're see, right. And st- see, and she's still good. So you exactly. don't need to have a nice rack to to be I, good. I totally agree. Mike totally is still agree. fighting that battle. <laughs> that was back on the Friday Thirteenth days. We, <laughs> well, I mean, you can tell how much stock we put in if, you know, we're telling people to send in the cup size, so. Um, yeah, we anyways, do put a lot of stock it, in that. Yeah, see, well, I, <laughs> anyways, um, going over, you know, this, it's just, to me, it, it, it's a straight-to-DVD movie, but I watched this drunk, and I gotta say, the entertainment value was definitely up there. A 10? No. Like, at, in my inebriated state, I'd say probably maybe a 7. Because cause there was a lot of dumb shit in it, like the Hasselhoff thing. Like I didn't find it funny at all. No. I, and I know how some people would, but it was just so stupid to me. So stupid to the point where you can be campy, but there's just a there's a line you can cross into stupidity. And I think it did in certain parts. The Hasselhoff one being it. So. Exactly. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, yeah, I we'll get more into it. Like we said, but I rate this movie a three. A three? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well said. Somebody's blowing up. Mm-hmm. That's Mike. Yeah, that's that's the that's the landline here. That's Mike's bat phone. Yeah, it's disappointing. <laughs> I uh... don't you make these appointments with the hookers later in the night? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, really. Oh, don't so... have to call the house phone either. Yeah, right. Don't hit you up on the celly, dude. Come on. You know these things, Mike. That's right. It's disappointing. I'm disappointed in them. We got to smack them in line. <laughs> All right. So you got Piranha 3DD. Now we're gonna get to Mike's gonna gloss over. We need to talk about Kevin. That's a new horror movie, I guess. Well, it's it's not really a horror movie in the traditional sense of a horror movie. It's more of a thriller type, um, you know, suspense type thing about this kid who has, I mean, throughout his life. He's just been really screwed up, and he's got, like, a huge jealousy factor. Like, he's not an only child. He's got, like, a younger... I mean, he's always been, like, against his mother, so to speak. His father has always been, like, the the good person who's always kind of, like, been there for him, kind of helped him out. But he's always kind of hated his mother. <laughs> so, just go. Just go. Yeah. I want to get out of here. So they hated the mother. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> so they hated the mother. And then um, what happens is he has a little a sister that's born, a younger sister. And when the baby comes along, it's like he tries to hurt the baby. And he ends up taking out all his aggression. He needs to find something to take his aggressions out on, basically. That's his whole thing. It's, it's a really decent movie. but uh, Do you recommend it? Oh, I totally recommend it. I mean, like I said, it's not like a, a slasher horror film. It's more psychological. It's a deeper... It's, it's a much more deeper film. Well, yeah. like, like hand, hand That Rocks a Cradle or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something along that vein. Definitely something along that vein, which, you know, I, I do like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, there I would you go. probably give it, I would definitely give it a 9 out of 10. I heard good reviews about this, so. I 9 out of 10? Jesus Christ. It's awfully bold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help. I'm trying to just do whatever I can for people. Like the world hunger thing, the USA for Africa. That's, isn't that great? Do you guys hear the song? Planet. I'm very moved by world hunger. I see the same commercials. Those little kids starving and very depressed. And uh, yeah, I watch these things on TV and I see those commercials and I look at it and I go, God, how cruel, you know? To see a little kid out there and I go, fuck, you know, I know the, uh, the film crew could give this kid a sandwich. <laughs> you know, the kid's not out there, uh, you know, filming a letter from home with a Betamax, huh? You know, there's a director five feet away going, Don't feed him yet! Get that sandwich out of here! It doesn't work unless he looks hungry! <laughs> but I'm not trying to make fun of world hunger. Matter of fact, I think I have the answer. Because I spent a lot of time working it out. And uh, if you want to stop world hunger, stop sending them food. Don't send these people another bite, folks. You want to send them something? You want to help? Send them U-Hauls. Send them U-Hauls, some luggage. Send them a guy out there that goes, Hey! You know, we've been driving out here every day with your food for like the last, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And we were driving out here a day across the desert, and it occurred to us there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! Live in the desert! Understand that you live in a fucking desert! Nothing grows out here! Nothing's gonna grow out here! You see this? Huh? See this? This is sand! Yeah! You know it's gonna be a hundred years from now, huh? It's gonna be sad! You live in a fucking desert! Get your kids, get your shit, we'll make one trip! We'll take you to where the food is! We have deserts in America, we just don't live in them, asshole! You guys have been a great crowd, thank you very much. It was fantastic, I love you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, we got some feedback from our recent shows, and, uh, this one's from Matt Wazell. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, first off, I love the show. You guys make talking about horror so much fun. I just listened to episode 23 and can't help but feel a little responsible for this feud, being that I was the one who emailed House of Horror about you. Both of your shows are very different, and I love them for that. When I said you guys had a fanboy perspective, I didn't mean it to be an insult, as I was only trying to point out the difference between the shows. But at any rate, I freaking love your show. Don't stop, fellas. Thanks. First of all, thank you, Matt. And uh, 
It's Matt. Yes. Yes, thank you. And as he said, he was the guy who, um, that clip we played of them, that was his email. Now, Matt, you're not responsible. Um, like we pointed out, we got emails that gave us opportunities to jab these guys, and, and we took the initiative to file them away. Um, but, you know, after reading all the feedback we got on Harbid, private emails, Facebook messages I got about that show, it occurred to me that um, I think our show connects with horror fans a little better than House of Horror, and I'll tell you why. You see, Joe and Tom both think discussing horror films with nostalgia is pointless, but I got to tell you, I, that's why I do this show. And I'm sure the same goes for you, too. I mean, and, and here's what I mean by that. Loving something as a kid is a really great experience. And it's even better when you rediscover those movies as adults and feel that escapism and love you felt when you were young. There's just something that's great about that. And it could be the reason you rewatch movies anyway. It just brings you back to that great time you had when you watched it. I mean, I mean, is that a very blind way of looking at things? The answer is... It's all in how you present your nostalgia. I mean, can you separate yourself during a discussion about the film's positives and, uh, and negatives and absurdities? Can you separate yourself? And, and that's, that's, where, that's where the quality of your show comes into play. You know what I mean? You know, mm -hmm. it is a perspective that will make you put an otherwise okay movie to the top of your rewatch list. I mean, I think you guys, I think all of us, we love a lot of bad movies. Right. Yeah. We do. I love a lot of shit movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. and, and you know they're bad, but you love them anyway. And I think that's, that's something that's great. I mean, if you don't talk about all the bad points along with the good, and if you praise every single minute of every movie like Mike does and act completely <laughs> oblivious to all the stupid shit that takes place hey. in these movies. Hey, 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 I did, I, I did my due diligence with Piranha 3DD, did I not? <laughs> And that's bad. <laughs> but, um, but you know, th those Friday 13th shows were our first 12 shows together. We didn't go into much detail with each film as we did, let's say, in the Sleepaway Camp retrospective. But we gave you guys a lot of theories and perspectives on characters and events in the movies that were fun to ponder and explore. You know, like the most notably, like the Jason Lives show. I remember that one. A lot of great stuff came out of that show. The Freddy vs. Jason show. You know, a lot. Part 5 even was one of those that we really took a good, just a different take on it. And, and that's, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, we like to, to, um, to make you relive the movie and make it fun to explore it during conversation. It's, it's not necessarily about analyzing it's right. it's more of an exploration. It's like now we're going to take a journey into the movie, and that's our approach to the show. Like we don't we don't tell you what you should think. We we like to think we're a reflection of what you thought, and now we're going to take that, and we both are on the same level here because we're both horror fans. Now let's get into this. You know what I mean? That's right. that's my approach to the show. I think that's what you guys do. Yep, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you nailed it. We, do we all know each other well enough to where? I mean, I'm not saying we we just do a different kind of show, man. And it's just it's fun for all of us, and, and we like to dive into what's been fun for all of us in our lives. And it was funny when you were talking about that because I was thinking, Alex, it's like it's tough when you're 
when when you when you get older, you don't feel those same things from movies. Obviously, you know when you get excited like a kid, you remember that. So when you see these movies again, like you said, you get excited and and it's fun. It's fun to relive that. And like you said about the fans, you know, liking what we do or whatever, we hope that they feel the same way. And if you don't, it's the same thing with anything. You know, if you don't like a type of music, then listen to something else. So right. what we do is just fun for us and we hope it's fun for other people too and like i said if it's not that's cool i mean you know nobody's forced to listen but if it is that's something great and it's something that you can only tap into if you really go at it from your own perspective and what you've gotten from the film honestly and going in depth with it how you feel about it how you got to those feelings etc etc so that's what we do around here in my opinion yeah and I mean, Matt, look, yeah, fanboy is a derogatory term in this world. I would have preferred you refer to us as coming from a 60% fan's perspective while House of Horrors comes from a 95% hater perspective. Yeah, you know, like that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, but hey, listen, I'm not in charge of what you write. You know, I mean, uh, you do what you want, but no one's to blame for us laying into them. So please don't blame yourself for that, and thank you for the positive words. And I, I know a couple other people who'd like to thank you. Uh, Double Shot J, Myra, Kyle, Jason Lloyd, David Anders, Jonathan, B. Nizzle, Obscure Cinema 101, Disturbed Voices, Josh1986, Alicarx, Big Ken, and Vince. Vince, yes, from Rabbit and Red, he actually uh, also enjoyed that, and he made that very clear on his show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, it was a very positive thing. It's weird because that was a very negative thing. It was a very negative segment, and it's weird. It's like a yin-yang, man. You get negative and positive comes out of it, and it's just that's just how it worked. It was really bad timing, I guess, for them to do that to us because our response just generated more positivity for us. And, and I don't really want to be known as a guy who kind of rips into people or does things out of anger or hatred or – Things like that, and I know Dan's clearly not that kind of guy, and and Mike's in his own world, so he don't think about that stuff. But um, <laughs> I'm a special boy. Yeah, sometimes it has to be done, and that's, that's all it was. I don't think we're really gonna. They didn't respond, and I think they didn't because I don't. What What are you gonna say? It was all true. What are you really gonna argue? And if you do, you're just putting more spotlight on what we said, and I don't think they want to do that. And I think they just realized that they did that to the wrong show. And I don't think they want to go there anymore. So, because we love what we do, man. Yeah, we love it, man. That's why we do this. But um, I think that's why they didn't respond. So that's my guess. All right. Well, anyway, uh, you know, we got more feedback with the fact is the show is going a little long. And uh, don't forget to uh, give the people a number. It's two one five two four zero seven eight three nine. Leave us a message. We'll play it. Leave us a message, and remember. We are on iTunes. We're, we might be fading out the YouTube thing. I don't know. I know it's a lot. It's really convenient for a lot of you. So we might keep the YouTube thing around. But I, it's really holding me back from, like, musical drops I want to put in here. Because uh-huh. I – yeah. I keep getting hit with the um, – what's it called? Uh, copyright infringement. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can't really put musical things I want to and stuff like that when we produce the show. So – Go to our iTunes. Try to make that move. And remember, we're on the Horophilia Podcast Network. Uh, you can find our shows there. We're there with a lot of great shows. Uh, their show, Devour the Podcast, The Zombies, you know, 
Don't podcast. A lot of great shows on there. A lot of good stuff. Uh, I like a lot of stuff that they post too. It's very, uh, it's very good horror shit. So I, every time I go look on Facebook, they always got good topics going on. So everybody check that out. Yeah, Jason Lloyd is really cool, and I just want to thank him. Yeah. And I think we all do. He really. Uh, you know, he got us on iTunes and we're on his network and he does, he just says very nice things about the show and we really appreciate it. And, uh, and everybody. So, all right, well, we're going to, uh, hop over to, uh, two non-horror movies. You know, listen, we, there's not too much going on in horror. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and, you know, I think a lot of horror fans also like, uh, things like the new Batman movie and, uh, possibly the Spider-Man one. Uh, you guys, neither of you saw Spider-Man? No. No, I'm waiting for Blu-ray on that one. Okay. Uh, I did. Uh, basically, I was dreading seeing yet another origin story. I mean, how many how many origin stories do we have to see with this guy? I mean, I'm really past that, man. And, uh, you know, I just thought to myself, we have to sit through three more movies all over again. And by the time the third one is done, this guy is going to move on with his career, too. And then we got to sit through all this again. And I just don't know how many times I'm, I could go through that revolving door. And it's just like, you know, but Hollywood seems to be getting the hint, I must say. Like, the origin seemed to go a lot quicker, and it really stuck to the comic book this time. I don't know why it didn't the first time, but whatever. Even to the point where they got rid of Mary Jane Watson and that snaggletooth who played her, Kirsten Dunst. Oh, I hate her so much. Uh, in the first trilogy, yeah. And um, now it's Gwen Stacy, just like in the comic book. Um, you know, we didn't have we didn't have to sit through the Hobgoblin or the Green Goblin, so it was nice. And and it, you know, um, it was just beyond the basics of how he became who he is today. I mean, the movie's different; it's fun. The only part I think I'm kind of done with with watching Spider Man was watching him make his way through the city. I mean, how many times? He's like, shoot the web, swing from the building, shoot the web, swing from the building, shoot the... Like, I'm so jaded at this point that I'm, it's just not fascinating to me anymore. Yeah, did, Alex, I was going to ask you about that. Did they do anything different? Because I guess that was supposed to be one of the one of the big things of the movie is the, the point of view of the swinging or something like that. And, like, there was a big hype about it. So, it, in, your, in your opinion, it wasn't anything other than a first-person view? Mm. It was it was a better view of the swing. I'll say that, and I re- I really love it when they make you dizzy, you know, by making you right. look down buildings. And, so yes, they did do that. But at one point, it was just a lot of just watching him from a third person perspective, right, right, or whatever it's called, second. Per- I don't even know. But yeah, it was a lot of that too, though. And I'm past it. Just swing two times, get where you're going, fast forward it, cut to something else, and I'm good. Right. That's all. The plot. Um, you know, here's the here's the problem with the movie. There's a lot of backstory going on. Basically, it's mostly about Peter Parker's parents. And um, it's all clearly setting up another trilogy, which seems to be the thing that they all do now. But when you put so much attention on something more like a landmine for us to walk into during the sequels, it just doesn't pay off in the movie at hand. You know, like I'm sure it will eventually pay off when you watch part two or three because, you know, it's following the comic book so closely. But it really slowed down this movie and there was there was no payoff in this movie. So basically it just slows things down and it doesn't it, it doesn't really it doesn't come to the culmination of like, why did I see all this? And you have to sit wait two years to find out. 
Right. Let me ask you a question, though. Now, when you saw Batman Begins as opposed to The Dark Knight, you can kind of see that connection, too, to where you have to tell the origin story. And I haven't seen Spider-Man, so I don't know. I I have no idea how the movie was. I'll go by what you're saying, definitely, because I trust your opinion. But sometimes I think you have to tell the origin story, and I I think you're on to a good thing. It's not the culmination of of where it could go. But let's face it, they're all about making more movies. And I kind of want it to be like that, like have another trilogy, have them to do with each other and you know look at the way they rebooted batman too like i'm so glad he rebooted batman because look at all the ones before that they were complete and total shit no <laughs> yeah the, the last couple ones batman and robin and batman forever and batman you know all that shit we well, see so, i yeah no no i know what you're saying no no yeah you gotta reboot i guess you gotta reboot i don't know dude like at this point i'm thinking that if this andy garfield or whatever his name is i'm thinking that if, when he's gone just get somebody else and continue and let's meet all the other characters now I don't right. want. I don't want to see Doc the Oct. I don't want to see Hobgoblin again. I don't want to see the Lizard again. I don't want to see the Joker again. I don't want to see right. anybody again. I'm I'm done. And I definitely sure as shit don't want to let, watch Lex Luthor again. I really do not want to see him again. They're not doing Lex Luthor. Oh, thank well, God. Well, no, they're rebooting no. Superman again. So. Yeah, yeah, can you believe they that? They got General Zod, man. Good. Ah, uh, but that but that's the same character too, though. <laughs> Well, so, that's all right, though, but, because... But General know. Zod was different, dude. With him and his whole crew, that was something totally different. Yeah, and that was cool. I want to see that. Sorry, we're jumping into Superman territory And, uh, well, speaking of that Spider-Man, you know, the next installment of the uh, trilogy, it yeah. is uh, set for release in 2014. And uh, for anybody with The Dark Knight as well, The Dark Knight Rises has a release date of Friday, December 7th. Oh, for, oh for yeah? Blu-ray DVD, yeah. Oh, good. But with the Gwen Stacy thing, though, it's cool because in the second one they can kill her, and then by the third one they'll bring in Mary Jane. Boom. That's cool too. Yeah. I mean, there was I mean, some... it's a different way of approaching it, and I'm not gonna hate. But like you said, you asked me if I saw Spider-Man, dude. If if Batman didn't come out, I would have been all over Spider-Man. But I'm sorry, it just that storytelling compared to to, to something new, I just can't. Right, right. Just yet. Uh, You know what I mean? I'm still fucking seeing bats, so I can't deal with Spider-Man right now. Maybe maybe a different time. There were were some awkward moments in the film. Maybe a few more rehearsals would have been beneficial. I don't know. Like, there was one part where he asked out Gwen Stacy in the hallway, and it just like, you know how they want to do those awkward moments? Like, oh, so no, no, I'll call you. Yeah, 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 no, I'll call, no, you want to go out? That kind of stuff. They did that, and it went on, like, so long. It was so (laughs) awkward. I just couldn't do it, man. But uh, the, the final scene was really emotional stuff you know sort of like batman's final scene and uh but so i'll give this movie a 7.5 yes check it out it's it's a nice movie to watch uh so of course getting to the dark knight rises uh uh, we're not glossing over the uh fact that some total fucking moron bullshit decides to dye his hair like an asshole and (laughs) get into a movie theater and shoot people who did nothing wrong uh, while they're trying to watch a movie. Yeah, can I ask you a question? When, because he called himself the Joker, when did the Joker ever have orange hair, or am I missing something? I think he's missing something. Right. I mean, when I hear this, like, imagine, guys, this is major stuff. you got to put this in real perspectives. Imagine the guys who begged their girlfriends or wives to go with them to that midnight showing. And they kept saying, no, yeah. no, no, because they couldn't find a babysitter. And right. then and and then this asshole went and shot their baby because she said, okay, I'll go, and brings the baby, and now their baby gets shot. 
Imagine the guilt and pain that poor guy has to live with. Imagine a girlfriend who said no, but then eventually said, you know what, I see you really want to see this movie. Okay, we'll go to the 12 o'clock one, but i got to get up for work early, but I'll do it because I love you and I know it'll make you happy. Then they go and she gets killed. Like, could you imagine the guilt this guy would feel, how devastating that would be, that uh, he pushed and prodded and begged her, and out of love she went, and now she's dead. Like, that that's suicide stuff right there. You know, like, and those two circumstances most likely did happen. Oh, absolutely. These are real people. These are these not these aren't just random people in a movie theater. And I was telling you earlier, Alex, I've never wanted to see a movie more than Batman, and then totally unbelievably, like inexplicably, not want to see it at all. Just be so bummed out by it, like we said, and just be so pissed off that I just wasn't even in the mood by the time I actually went that night because I, I i had already bought my tickets and dude i almost didn't go i was like what the fuck like it just it really fucked with me dude that shit columbine stuff that's real fucking horror dude and 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 i can't take it which goes back to all the shit that we always talk about horror movies dude as being escapism and that's where it's at dude i mean it's it, you, it takes you to a fucking place where you're safe and shit like that dude is not fucking safe real life is not fucking safe you know mm-hmm it's just crazy. And, you know, some people even, like, are making jokes, like, and they're even trying to be, like, subtle jokes, like, hey, did you see Batman? No, man, I didn't get my bulletproof vest yet. I didn't go. You know, like, even that. funny, dude. Yeah, it's just not funny. Like, I yeah. get where you think it's funny, and I understand that um, you don't, it's not, you're, I don't know, you just don't understand the realism here, but don't even make jokes like that, guys. Like, don't do that stuff. Yeah, there's some fucking sick people in this world, dude. Saying shit like that doesn't help matters, so... Yeah, it just makes you look like a fucking scumbag, and well, it doesn't make you look... You are a fucking scumbag, if you think that way, so... Yeah. Have some respect, you know? Fucking people... People's lives got torn the fuck up, and that's what I want to say about Christian Bale, too. I mean, big props to him. He went right over there, what, the next day to the hospital... He was, you know, so I, I, my perspective on him totally changed from back in the day and all his rants and, and all that bullshit, but he's a fucking great guy, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he really is. I, it was very nice to see that. Uh, it's really good stuff. I mean, I, I don't want to drag the show down or anything. I, I just wanted to pay respects to those people. I'm glad we all talked about it. Uh, okay, so anyway, let's get to The Dark Knight, though. Um, so basically, my opinion Decent movie, a lot slower than the last movie, less action than The Dark Knight, basically. Uh, the soundtrack, way better than The Dark Knight. Um, I don't know, Dan, what did you think about... It's the about... longest movie, too. Of the, of the three, it's the longest one. No, you thought it was less action? Oh, yeah, than part two? Really? Yeah, you don't think? But, it well, was a, a just... lot slower, dude. So it was a lot slower build-up. Much slower. Well, and I'll tell you, dude, they brought Batman back twice in the movie. Like, it was a long-ass movie. And then, are we going to get into spoilers just yet, or do you want to wait for that, or do you want to just say... I, w- I want to lightly touch on things without spoiling, because I want people to actually hear this who didn't yeah, watch it. Yeah, I didn't it. see it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you so. haven't? Okay. Yeah. Well, there was a, there's a twist at the end where it, it's, it's a so-called twist or whatever, where you find out there's another bad guy involved, and I don't want to give away any more than that, but... I just think it was with that it was trying to throw too much into the movie and they were going with backstories for that and I thought it was good but I just thought it it I don't know it's hard to say it could have done 
without that, but th- it seemed like they were throwing so much into the movie. With that said, I I fucking love this movie. Like I thought it was great. Joker's performance in the second one, I don't think that can ever be rivaled. You know what I mean? Movie-wise, it, it it's tough because I love I love The Dark Knight, but this one it it's tough to say, but can I say the jury's still out cuz I'm going to see this movie probably 3 or 4 more times. And yeah. if, with a movie like this, you have to digest it because yeah. going on the first show, dude, you, you I was so fucking excited, my heart was beating through my chest. I was just so amped. So to 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 say I was disappointed by that first showing is impossible. So you got to see it twice, maybe three more times, see if it has a rewatchability factor and then we'll we'll talk some more about it. But on first viewing, I thought it was amazing. Great great fucking way to end it dude i mean that ending was just ridiculous so i mean i thought i thought it was ended on the perfect note um with that said you know it it did drag i don't want to say this movie drag yeah you don't want to say drag but it was just slow yeah and there was a lot of mayhem involved and all this stuff and but there was a lot of crazy shit going on like yeah there was that that, the what he did to the city poor people like it showed that the joker fucking left his mark in gotham eight years before or whatever because it's all the fucking people were throwing the rich people out and it was like a whole social thing going on but they didn't harp on those storylines but i'm just saying there was a lot going into this yeah. movie yeah there were a Can't lot of political open. messages yeah 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 exactly thank you so yeah. it was kind of all over the place but with that said it was an epic movie dude yeah I, i'll say this my assumptions on anne hathaway were completely wrong I, mm-hmm. I was going on and on like are you serious why does she have to be in this movie is there anyone else we can hire like why are the same actors and actresses in every single movie? I just didn't see her as Catwoman because, for one, she's sexless. Like, and and that's the same problem with Jennifer Aniston and Jessica Alba. They have they have they have no sex appeal, and uh, and I don't think you can be hotter than Jessica Alba. But at the same time, she just doesn't ooze sex like a girl that hot should. And for Catwoman. I thought the perfect choice would have been Eva Mendez because she does have that. But mm-hmm. I think she's like about five or eight years out of the role by now. But, you know, a little a little makeup goes a long way. So I, it could have been done. But as for Anne Hathaway, this was probably the best performance she's ever done in as, as a character. She killed it. She really did. If everyone loves Julie Newmar as Catwoman from the 60s yep. show, because I love that show, and I, you wouldn't believe this. I actually went home, and I was so taken with her performance that I watched every episode of Julie Newmar's Catwoman from my Batman DVDs. Well, and you know what? I, I just got to say this, too. You want to talk about Anne Hathaway? You said she has no, like, sex appeal. She did or... here, so I'll take it back. But No, well, yeah, watch she... a movie that she was in. From I forget the exact year. I think it was like 2001 or 2002. It's called Havoc. Havoc. <laughs> yeah, watch that movie. Mm-hmm. She was sexy in that movie, and that's from like, uh, like, a f- like a few years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that. there was there was definitely you you definitely feel nostalgia on some of the shots of her. You just you definitely felt like you were watching uh, Julie Newmar. You know. Yeah. And, Alex, you're so right, dude. I, I That's what I was thinking the whole time. And, dude, did you notice her whole arc, though? It was the old, typical Catwoman arc, yep. and it was perfect. Like, yeah. I thought that they did it flawlessly. And when you're going to put all that shit into a movie, throwing something like Catwoman in could be 
just another piece, but she she did. She killed. She really did. It, it worked. So hot. Yeah, and it was really nice to see all the flashback characters from the first three movies or oh. two or first two movies, and they did an amazing job of tying the first two two movies into this. It was just yeah. done so well. The music was so good. Nothing beats the music from part one, in my opinion, but this is right there. Uh, the, the you know movie... what I noticed, too, about the music, too, Alex? I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah. Uh, one thing about the music, you know how they do all the chanting in the trailers? No. Uh, do you watch? The, have you seen the trailers? Well, I anyway. hated all these trailers for this new movie. I thought the movie would be terrible by the trailers. Really? Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, there was one point in the movie where they were all chanting for Batman, and in the trailers they led you to believe that it was like a criminal's chant or or a Bane chant for that matter. And uh, when Batman comes back, dude, like it, that's the thing about this movie too, man. Like it was all over the place, but they took from a lot of the comics, like a lot. Oh, it was I dude everything. Even the big twist you mentioned about that person at the end that was in the comics. So when when you said they threw too much in the movie, no, they didn't. They just did what was there. You're right. They just did it. That's all. Um, you know. Okay. So now we're gonna get to Bane. I got a problem with Bane. Now, look. Bane was okay. His voice was, like, really nice to hear in the beginning. It was really soothing at some points. But I couldn't make out what he was saying a lot of the time. I know a lot of people had that problem who didn't see it in IMAX. But by the time you get to the football field scene, his speaking just goes into this bizarre high-pitched squeal, which is really odd. And I just thought... I was I was hearing someone out of a Dr. Seuss book or something. Like I felt like it was Jim Carrey doing the Grinch with like a bass level on his voice that was just it, it was like Dagnon, I do you want to go but you must suffer first. Dude, that was perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh what are you doing? Don't you know that these people are innocent? No one's innocent, Batman. Like, it was really weird. I was like, am I watching Dude, the, that's the, so perfect. the Grinch who stole Gotham? Or am I watching, like, is this guy supposed to be scary? It was so weird. And, and here's the thing. Everybody is going on and on about Tom Hardy, I guess his name is. Tom Hardy, yep. Yeah. Okay. Great acting, great portrayal of Bane. Are you serious? Look, I'm not, I don't like to discredit people, but I think... I think we're going a little far with giving him a lot of credit. Look at it. I mean, let's face it. It was all fabricated. I mean, am I wrong? Or, you know, were all his lines read in a sound booth like a cartoon character? You know? And how is that considered great acting? Like, he could have literally done those takes for 30 times each, for all we know, and they picked whatever ones they liked. I mean, it's not like he was in the moment and living it like the real characters who really had to act and do facial expressions and really emote anything. Like, what was his great acting on screen? Fighting and walking around? I mean, there wasn't much of a challenge on the acting front. You know, no facial expressions. If you liked him more than the Joker or anything, that just means you liked his character more, you know? He right. he didn't do a better job. He he didn't he wasn't given the um the canvas to bring that character to life. You're saying it was hyped up a little too much and with with his portrayal of Bane and it didn't deliver. No. I believe, I dude, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. I thought he was good and, and I disagree with you about the lines. I thought he had a great kinda 
attitude in the whole movie. Like, he just didn't give a fuck. He's like, oh, I will kill you then. Like, it's, it was just kind of that tone through the what, whole you, movie. You, you like the high-pitched thing? No, I don't. I thought it was horrible. But with that said, I, I look past it, dude. I can't. I, what do you mean you the, liked it, though? Like, what? You liked what? His his uh, delivery? Like, Yeah, I, I got to say, dude, like, the way he delivered a couple of those nonchalant lines, like, you know, like, he just basically wanted to watch everybody suffer. And, like, he just had a, oh, well, you want to fuck with me? Then I'll kill you. Yeah. Like, I love that you attitude. Then you have to, to suffer first. <laughs> but you're right, though, with the high pitch. No, exactly. But I did think it was it was delivered. Okay, it was good. You know, it was, it, was it, it it conveyed a "don't fuck with me" attitude, which was all you really needed to convey. Minus, the, you know, take away all the voice and the bullshit, which I totally agree with you on. It yeah, was the voice, wicked over the top, dude. Yeah, it's distracting too. It was so distracting when in the very beginning when they're holding them and they're gonna throw them out of the airplane, and all of a sudden yeah. you hear this weird voice come out of nowhere. He's probably wondering why there's a gun to his head. Like, it it was just like, what the hell? Who was that? And then yeah. you say, oh, it must be that guy with that shit on his face. And then it lifts the mask off and it's Bane. And right there, it's like, that's going to be his voice. And right there, it's like, not good. And then by the time he says enough stuff, it's like, okay, I see what they're doing. And then you like right. it until, the, like I said, the football scene, it just gets way squealy for me and way yeah. weird. Luckily, they like shut him up for the next like 45 minutes, which was really yes. nice. Yeah. That, that, that was nice. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, I don't want to get too much into this because people still have to watch it. I give it an 8.5. Uh, it's my uh, third favorite out of the trilogy. Um, my favorites are in order of release. I think Batman Begins was the best one, then the Joker, and then this one. Uh, even though the Joker was more entertaining, I really love that first one for some reason. I think it's the music. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, so, what do you give this movie? Um, I, you know what, dude, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to copy style or anything, but eight, 8.5 sounds pretty accurate, man, because, you know, it, it's funny what you said about the Joker, too, because you look at the villains alone, Joker takes it, but overall movie, and I think where it was trying to go with the conclusion, they nailed it. I mean, this conclusion was fucking epic, dude. Yeah, like, it was amazing. There was no no cooler way that they could have done it to where it didn't disappoint anybody and it, it threw, threw in a nice twist, not giving not giving too much away or anything, but they fucking nailed it with the ending. Eight point five sounds about right, you know. Yeah. It really does. Yep. yep. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Well, there you go. So uh, you got a bunch of reviews. Like I said, there's going to be a big show. We're pretty far in already. But uh, we have a lot of catching up to do, and we missed you last week, so we apologize, and this is going to be a bigger show than usual. Hey, how you doing, pal? Good. Uh, what's the uh, pizza supreme? Sausage, pepperoni, mushroom, peppers, onions, and anchovy. Oh, that sounds delicious. I will take it. Your name? Oh, but hold the pepperoni. Yeah. And hold the onions. And no onion. Right. And uh, hold the anchovies. So you want sausage? Oh, no, no. No sausage, please. So you want mushroom and pepper? Oh, no, 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 no. No mushrooms and no peppers. You tell me you want a pizza with everything, and you tell me no pepperoni, no onion, no anchovy, no sausage. That's right. So you want a large regular pie? Yes, but hold the cheese, hold the sauce, and hold the crust on that pie. Do me a favor. Go fuck yourself. Hello? Hello? Hi, I'd like to make an order for pickup. Okay, what do you need? I'd like to get a chicken parm hero. 
Hold the chicken and hold the sauce. Okay, your mother's holding my cock. But, Sonny, what kind of language is that to tell an old lady? Stop wasting my time, you asshole. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'd like to make an order, please. What do you need? Hold on, Tony, what do you want? Hey, Becky, give me a big ziti. I need one big ziti. Yeah. Hold the ziti. Hold the ziti. Mike, let's get to some uh, horror bid headlines and horror news. All right. Well, uh, did you guys see Sci-Fi is going to have two new original movies this August? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but... Do you... I said news, Mike. Well, no, but this is news. I mean, the first one is Boogeyman, and who really cares about that? It doesn't seem interesting. It's on Saturday, August 11th at 9. Uh, Wasn't check that, that out. already a movie twice? Yeah, but this is different. This is this is a uh, boogeyman. Um, yeah, but this is different. This is another type of movie about some uh. stupid creature. It doesn't look good. Then you have, <laughs> then you have another one called Haunted Highway, or no, not Haunted Highway. I'm sorry, Haunted High, and that's on Saturday, August 25th. And the star of this movie, kind of scares me because i didn't think that this person would go to a sci-fi original movie and that's danny trejo really best known for machete or better known for machete anyway why would he do that after making a movie like machete i have and you know when he's still doing theatrical (laughs) films because he's doing that machete kills um and this is about a group of teens that are trapped in their high school by a vengeful ghost of a former principal and uh, the grandson of the dead principal holds the key to ending the killing spree, terrorizing the school. Uh, okay. Anybody seem like... Does anybody think that that's interesting at all? Because I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to end up well. Probably not. I'm just... Um, I'm more concerned why Danny Trejo would do that still. I'm still thinking about it, dude. He's so, got such a good career. Machete. I mean, he was on Breaking Bad last season or a couple seasons ago. Anyways, yeah. he's just killing it, dude. Every, he's such a good actor, man. Fucking bravo to him. <laughs> that's good. That means he might even go on this show, so... <laughs> I'm hoping. Um, and that's uh, an, another piece of news for Ohio listeners, and I know we have some listeners, I think, from that area... There's um, a new attraction coming to you guys, um, Scare Down, which is uh, it's like a haunted house type thing, but you can also watch classic movies are projected on a screen while you go through this this haunted romp or whatever it is. Okay, <laughs> all right. Can we get to horror news? Uh, how about uh, the first uh, scenes? The first behind the scenes footage from the Carrie remake is out there. That's online. I just I, don't care, Dan. Do you care? Aren't they going to throw in a pool or something? <laughs> a pool of pig's blood? Uh, is, it not, is it that what the picture showed? They were teasing her by a pool, right? Am I correct in this assumption? I, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the footage. Oh, you didn't even see this. it? Oh, okay. I just, I know, I know that it's out there. We got some news guy. All right. Uh, well, yeah, right. But, my no, but do you guys office. know who's in that, though? You're a regular Robin Quivers. No, but Portia Doubleday <laughs> is in... The Carrie remake. She doesn't play Carrie. She plays, I think, one of the uh, Tormentors. Who is it? 
uh, Porsche Doubleday. Have you guys ever seen Youth in Revolt? No. It's no. a Dimension film. It's actually really good. And she is this hot blonde chick. And she's in this movie, so that actually makes me want to see this movie now. Okay. And that comes out March 15, 2013. All right, what else? How about MTV getting into found footage with Experiment? What is that about? <sighs> it's from somebody <laughs> that... It just, like, I'm just reading it. It just, it just sounds so ridiculous. How do you know that? What if it's good? What is it about? It's... What's wrong with you? For long found but MTV made it. It's not good. Yeah, what do you think? The skeleton crew sounds good? Well, we would never be on MTV, so... Yes, we um, would. I'll do any... I'll sell us out to freaking... I, I would dude. not... I, dude, I would shoot you in the sprain if you did Dude, anything. I watched MTV for the first time ever today. You know what it was for an hour and a half? Teen fucking mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably a marathon. MTV is so different. Dude, well, our Beavis and Butthead days with MTV is so fucking different than it is now. Anything that comes from fucking MTV, Teen Wolf or fucking anything, dude. No, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not. This... It's just not in my radar. Yeah, but see, look, this is supposed to be found footage, but it's scripted. It says yeah. that it's what? scripted. Uh, right. All right. Yeah. I mean, who really cares? It's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. I'm not against found footage like all you guys are. I don't. I don't think there's anything I'm that wrong with it. Yeah, watch like... this, Alex. Watch Paranormal Activity three. And tell me what you think of found footage after you watch that. I tried. I went to Best Buy. It's $7 <laughs> right now. That's right. Yeah, I know. I liked part one. I thought part two was a good movie to watch when you're drunk and laughing at it the whole time with your friends, which is exactly what I did at it's a party. It's not scary, though, right? No. It's not scary. Part one was good, though. It was nice. It was a very nice idea. And, uh... Part three, I guess I'm not that big of a fan because I didn't do too much to watch it. Um, it was $7 at Best Buy right now on Blu-ray, and I did not pick it up just to watch it. Um, I don't know. I will watch it, though. I, I just don't know when I'm going to get around to that. But I have all three on um, on Blu-ray. so Yeah. And I hated the third one, but I'm a completist, so I had to buy it. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, the Wolfman, uh, Universal's remaking it. Did you say The Wolfman? Yeah. Yeah, the Wolfman. Universal is remaking it. It's pronounced Wolf. 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 <laughs> wolf. Wolf. The Wolfman. The, who says the Wolfman? The Wolfman. I've seen that too. I can't believe anybody listens to this show. The Wolfman. Go ahead with Universal's Wolfman. remaking it again. And it's called... Wait, didn't Wolf. we just do that? What? No, we didn't. Yes, we did. With we three... did not. Dude, the freaking Antonio Banderas or whatever his name is. Yeah, okay. Benicio <laughs> Del Toro. That was two years ago. Oh, Benicio yeah. Del Toro. Same Yeah, but that was two guy. years ago and it sucked. So they needed to do something. And now they're giving us a uh, direct to uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, oh, that's a good sign. Yeah, it just looks bad. I I, I don't even care about it, really. Uh, it's coming out October 9th. It says it's loaded with commentaries and documentaries and... Other bonus features. Who gives a shit? I don't care. No, oh, John Lennon's birthday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's really. I don't even know that. I um, cool. Yeah, I think October 9th. Same as his son, too. All right. Well, how about NBC is developing a ten-episode Dracula series? Um. Dracula. Hmm. Dracula. We need more Dracula. This is a nod. We need the Tales from the Crypt back. We need Tales from the Dark Side back. We need. 
right. and things like that. Uh, so Dracula if and Twilight Zone and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. this Dracula will be uh, will be something like that. So yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it goes. It Did just, they already it, have a Dracula show? Didn't you send me those on DVD or something? Yeah, <laughs> but that was ba- that was from the '90s though, and that was like in syndication. Like I think it only aired on like uh, Channel 17 back in the day. Dude, I miss Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I miss Buffy from 1992 <laughs> with Christy Swanson or Christy. Yeah. Saying, wait, 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 hold on. Would you take the movie over the series? Oh, yes. What? Oh God, I heard the series was great. Sarah Michelle Ooh. Geller is not Buffy, dude. Galar. What? Buffy. I don't even know you. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, next. Enough Dracula. How about um, Halloween remake yet again? The Weinsteins seem like they want to remake it. Yeah, the <laughs> Weinsteins lost interest in Halloween 3 in the Rob Zombie world. And I'm very disappointed because you know what this means. The great Tyler Maine is not going to be playing Michael anymore. Who Whenever... says that, though? Wait, but who says he could still come back? Dude, remember when Kane Hodder choked me out when I said, why do you think you should play Jason in the remake? Dude, Kane Hodder chokes, chokes everybody out when he... No, uh... he really choked me. I explained that. <laughs> My balls popped. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, but see, I'll see this Halloween thing because Malcolm McDowell says he would love to play Loomis again, and I think that that should happen. Well, I'm sure he would, but he's not gonna. No, I think he should. They don't I do that stuff. Someone, I will petition the Weinsteins to make that happen, sir. He has a better chance of playing Michael. Isn't that news that Nick Castle and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis are both doing their first convention in like fucking 20 years or something? Well, it's her first convention. Yeah, it's Horror Hound Weekend, I believe, in November. It's I think it's Jamie Lee's first convention ever, and I really would care less because I don't like her. You know why Mike hates her? Because she She's said... She's to blame for H2O. She, that, was a, that was an amazing movie. It was amazing. not. Dude, the only thing that was wrong with that movie was the mask. No, the only thing that was wrong with CGI. that movie is that they made it in the first place. Get out of here. Anyway, he hates Jamie Lee Curtis because he heard an interview where she said, I made Halloween 2 as my thank you to the fans. No, not Halloween 2. Halloween H2O. No, she said Halloween 2 was No, she didn't say that with Halloween 2. She said it with H2O. No, Halloween dude. Halloween 2, she probably didn't even want to be there. I think, I don't remember. That was a long time ago I heard that. That was like two years ago. <laughs> All right. So okay. So anyway, what what do you think about that, Dan? That the Rob Zombie world of Halloween is is finished. I think it's the only logical way to go. I like it. Uh, I wish they would keep the characters. I mean, what what can you say about his world? I mean, if you continue the same characters and just do a different movie and not be as dark as Halloween two, because let's face it, that was fucking really dark as opposed to the first one where that was you know it was legit you know it was for a dimension film for being halloween what it is he put he put his stamp on it now just like look at how the franchise has gone though i mean just because he did two movies are you going to totally just change up fucking everything that you've known about him you can continue the same characters instead of doing rumors all yeah, over. Start yeah with the... scratch. do the same characters but have a different director and different writer i mean there's no reason well I, and that's why i get confused when people say take it out of rob zombie's world or his universe or atmosphere or whatever there's no reason why you can't continue it with the same characters but just make your own movie am exactly. i right exactly no you're right yeah, but take it out of I... Rob Zombie's world and 
Daniel Harris can come back again to play another character. Oh, get out of here. I think that'd be overkill, though. And I think even she would say that, dude. Yeah. I mean, really. And we all want to see that. But there's other ways. There's other fucking ways you can go and do cameos. I mean, you could put PJ Souls back in there. You can do a bunch of different things. Like, And, and not, not that, you know, I think Daniel Harris is beautiful and amazing. But I think even she knows that she can't return as a different character. Especially if some of the same characters from the last movie return for this one. Dan, you're talking to a guy who wanted Randy to return on every sequel of Scream. I certainly did, and I'll tell you, but I'll tell you what. If they oh, bring God. Jamie Lee Curtis back for a cameo in this one, please kill her off within the first two minutes of the movie. All right. I think they already did that, though. I don't know. Yeah, but they should do it again. <laughs> Platinum Dunes also lost interest in Hellraiser, uh, the remake, I guess. So uh, whoever's a fan of that franchise... The, the Sucks th- to be you, man. Yeah. And and not because of this news either. <laughs> it's 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 sucked to be you since part four. Wow, yeah. Um, oh. Five, six, seven, and eight were like, whew. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I care less about that news. I'm I'm actually kinda glad it didn't happen. Yeah, and but they did get that nice little flick um revelations yeah. that we talked about. Oh yeah. I mean I liked it. I know no one else did. No, I liked it too. Oh, Mike, Remember? yeah. But yeah, no, no one else who listened to our show would like it. Obviously not. <laughs> it was so funny. We got feedback by one person who said that um, he watched it because of our review. Yeah. <laughs> and he said it was horrible. He goes, it was the biggest mistake of his life. That was the best. <laughs> but isn't, the best. That, isn't that great, though, that someone actually listened and, and thought that we knew what we were talking about for five seconds? Incredible. And they, God they, bless his soul. Uh-uh. I feel validated. I don't know about you guys, but I, I do. actually feel validated. Yeah, I feel like there is a purpose to this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How about uh, the Evil Dead remake now in production? We talked about this. Yeah. Ash's character is not going to be in it, but they have a female equivalent played by Jane Levy, who is a beautiful redhead. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. redhead, yes. She's seen now on ABC's uh, Suburgatory, which is on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Hmm. Well, I think that it's better to not have Ash at all because same with Lon Chaney Jr. You couldn't, no one else could play the Wolfman. No one else could play Ash. Don't bother trying. They didn't try. And now these guys aren't going to try. You can't replace him. So what do you do? If you want to use the same, uh, you know, you want to do the whole Evil Dead thing and reboot it, then start with new characters because you can't replace the old one so good good idea they're going different in tone so ash's character all together this movie all together is it's totally different from what they did they um raven just came out with a quote just recently saying it was a lot darker i I don't want to say word for word what he said but it's going to be different it's not going to be hokey like the other one which i mean i don't know how a lot of fans feel about that but i like it i think it's a great idea i think it's the only way to go i mean there's so many comedy horror movies out there and evil dead pretty much originated it well no i don't i wouldn't say they originated it. i i'd say they perfected it yeah and at that and at that point in time that was the pinnacle and from that point on it's known as a classic movie but you can't duplicate that times are different you gotta go fucking dark with it go you know Raimi's going scary with it i mean i know 
it, you know, there's been a lot of hype about this movie and stuff like that. But and it, dude, you're never gonna please everybody. Oh, that sucked because it wasn't fun. It didn't have the comedy elements, or that sucked. They tried to go scary with it. So I mean, it, whether it's gonna be a good movie or not, only time will tell. I'll see it. I'll definitely be in the theater watching it. So we'll see. Exactly. And I'm gonna go one step further and say I'd, I'd say Evil Dead Two perfected it. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, and Evil and Army of Darkness. It's just not as good as Evil Dead 2, but... It's they, not, but it's still enjoyable. It's still you know, enjoyable. for what it is. It right. definitely it's is still enjoyable. Dangerous. Too perfected. That's the height. Besides, um... I wouldn't say horror comedy. I was going to say Return of the Living Dead. That that was probably the tone they chose, and the execution was absolutely 100% on spot, just like Evil Dead 2. So I'll give those both that prop. I'm excited, though, to see this come out, because, I mean, it's pretty much a staple in the horror horror franchise horror, horror world rather so i mean it'll be cool to see it remade but then again you know Raimi isn't the same guy that he was back then so yeah I, i'm interested to see that um, you know okay. i think what really good horror the last really good fucking horror movie that came out was fucking insidious that was james wan i think they, they tapped into something good there i know some people obviously disagree with that but bad ending yeah, no, I, I, they're making a second one too, though. So. They're making a second one, but but do you know yeah. what I mean? Like in tones, wise. So if they're trying to go scary like that, then they got they got to fucking dig deep and and not just you know. And, and I think that they, that they won't do stupid fucking scares or anything. But Raimi, I think he really needs to step his game up on this one, and and we'll see. You know. All right, well, two more uh, items here for you guys. Shout Factory is adding two more titles to their Scream Factory release line. Um, Death Valley and The Island from 1980. I thought that these were going to be DVD-only releases, but it was just announced that they are going to be Blu-ray combo packs. Um, Death Valley is from 1982. It has uh, Ralphie from uh, Christmas Story in it. Really? And Wilford Brimley. No shit. What does he do in this one? You guys have never seen this movie? No, I actually I've, have a VHS. I actually have a VHS that I transferred to DVD because I never thought that it was going to see a DVD release. It came out in 1982. Right. It is a really, really, really good movie. Okay. Really good. Oh, and I want to throw in real quick. Mike recommended a movie to me, and I watched it, and uh, it was really good. You guys got to check out 1981's Bloody Birthday. Yes, good, 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 yeah. I like that a lot. It's on Netflix right now. That was badass. That was really good. It was a uh, classic. It was. Uh, how did you describe it as an '80s horror movie? It just, it just felt like a classic early '80s horror movie. Yeah, was it, it was made in the '80s. Yeah, '81. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It's on Netflix, Dan. Check it out. Yeah, check it I out. Netflix, it. guys. Nice. I will. And uh, another little piece of news here we have from Universal. On October 2nd, the Universal Classic Monsters, the Essential Blu-ray collection. This is going to have nine films. Um, Dracula from 1931 and the Spanish version of Dracula. Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, The Wolfman, The Wolfman, The Mummy. (laughs) Jesus. The Mummy, The Invisible Man, Phantom of the Opera from 1943. Uh, and the creature from the Black Lagoon, which for the first time on home video format, I believe, will be available on in 3D. Yeah, on I heard something Blu-ray. like that. Yeah. Okay, I have a definite opinion here. I'm going to tell everybody to 
don't buy this. There's no point. It's a waste. Yeah, but it's $111.99. It's worth it. No, because they did a much better job. They, about 10 years ago, I'm going to say, yeah. they sold this awesome package. It was called the Universal Monsters uh, Legacy, I think. Right. And mm-hmm. it was in a big box, and it had three busts. The head of Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. And it had the three sets of DVDs, every Wolfman movie, every Frankenstein movie, every Dracula movie. And then separately, they sold every creature in a box set every mummy in a box set and every invisible man which was pure shit only the first one is good the rest suck dick (laughs) horrible um so here's why this fails the first dracula is is not that good like bella lugosi scenes are awesome i mean his stuff is perfect you take him out, put him in a better movie, it would have been great. That movie is too slow, too boring, nothing happens. Yeah, it's but it's just... only a little over an hour. It's not that long. Oh, but, dude, it's just not... I know. It, everything besides him was very weak. It just was... I don't know. I think I, I feel like I'm say, saying something crazy because I, I, it is kind of good, but I don't know. Um, the original Mummy is one of the most boring movies ever made. Horrible, horrible movie. Uh, but the, the the point is, why bother wasting $111 when you could buy every movie of every one of those characters for, like, dirt cheap right now on DVD, and it looks fine? Well, I'll tell you why. Because that's DVD. This is Blu-ray high definition, sir. No, wait till these guys <laughs> do the same thing they did. Yeah, but it's not worth the wait. But I want to I wanna whet my appetite now. I almost can't wait till October. Do something more useful and wet your dick. Go out with a girl. <laughs> Call a girl. Your dick wet. Your dick wet, mother. Now, uh, so yeah, and you know we we've we have not talked about this. We're talking about giving away Halloween four and five on Blu-ray, but we didn't talk about the specs, and they both come with commentary, and Halloween two and three are coming out on Blu-ray also, and yeah. we we hope to give those away too. We're still working on that. Work. Which is it the same commentary though as it was when on the uh, other Halloween four and five uh, DVDs? They have that. They have uh, the old commentaries plus new commentaries. Same actors, like is Daniel Harris back and what's the no? Name back? They have on Halloween four. They have the director uh, Dwight H. Little with uh, the author of the coming. Uh, I think next year the Halloween book about the entire Halloween franchise. Uh, Justin Beam, I believe his name is, he will be doing a commentary with Dwight H. Little on Halloween 4, and he will be doing a commentary with Don Shanks, who played Michael Myers on Halloween 5. Okay, so now the the commentary for Halloween 2 is being done by Rick Rosenthal and Dick Warlock. Yeah, but I think Rick, I think it's two separate tracks. I think Rick Rosenthal is going to be by himself, and I think Dick Warlock will be by himself. That's interesting. I would love Dick Warlock to explain why he ruined the character of Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, man. You don't like that? Dude. Since when is yeah, Michael... Yeah, made it perfectly clear. He doesn't like that well, at all. Well, yeah. No, we, you know, I know that. I, I know that Alex oh, has made yeah, it clear. Yeah, yeah. But right. it's just not... I don't, I don't see it. I understand that it is different, but you have to understand the character from one to two did change, so... Yeah, and you know what? I I have come up with a way to give that movie a pass, but I'm going to do it 
earlier in a different show because I have a feeling no one's listening at this point. <laughs> Dude, there's like two people listening, but they're yeah. like they just have the show on. They're probably sleeping or yeah. We're soothing them to sleep. The soothing sounds of the skeleton crew. Yeah, they're like, how long is this? <laughs> I want to know that myself. The is still talking? All right, what other news we got? Uh, nothing. That's right? it. That's all we got. Oh. Okay. Um. Well. Uh, I would like. You know, we really like hearing from the people who listen to the show. And, you know, we're looking for future show themes that you guys might want. We have a couple ideas for uh, retrospectives coming up. We're going to, you know, do that in about a month or two. We're going to hit the uh, jump the shark thing again. We got mm-hmm. some uh, stuff there we're going to get into. And uh, we we're think- going to have, should I, should I mention um, who we're going to have in a few more weeks? Uh, oh, that chick? Yeah, Dana Workman from um, Sci-Fi's uh, Haunted Highway is uh, going to be joining us in a few weeks here on the crew. Yes. Is that the show with Jack Osborne? Yes. Yes. Oh, cool. I like I'm going to ask her what's he doing there. Has what does he <laughs> what does he know about ghosts? Like, I, I'm, he sees Ozzy every day. He knows a lot about ghosts. No, he knows about zombies, but he don't know about ghosts. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> uh, Shen, where, where's my drugs? <laughs> He's on enough fake ghost to fucking kill two horses. <laughs> and we got that John Amplaz interview we'll throw in somewhere too that we did yep. a while ago. Yeah, we got John Amplaz from Martin that we're gonna. You know, we don't want to be too you know interview heavy here. We want to give you guys some content, some spice it up with a few interviews. You know, but we have a, a lot of dimensions to this uh, thing that we we try to switch it up that we do yeah we switch yeah so there you go you know so anyway yeah give us some feedback what kind of retrospectives you looking for we got a couple people that sent some stuff you know some more wouldn't hurt um some other ideas things other things you want questions you have for us or whatever that we can answer i have a really bizarre one that somebody sent us uh i will read it on the next show though all right. Well, and everybody thanked Alex too because uh, Alex almost died the other day. So thank him for being on the show and joining us today. Well, we should be thanking God. Yeah. There you go. So we will see you next week. We'll try not to miss another week. And uh, so for the Skeleton Crew, this is Alex, Michael J, and Dan Chase. <laughs> Dan Chase. Just like the girls chase him right up the stairs. <laughs> exactly what happens. (laughs) Then I chase him down with a chainsaw. Yeah, and then the cops chase him down the street.